February 2, 2024. It's a lot for Pedro's show. Again, and scrutinize my 
of a proper explanation As to why we choose not to make amends So fade away like all the others do Know that that it's a tender situation I'm free to will and need justification But I'm tired of never finding what I lose The self-fulfilling and unwilling paths we show happy friday happy groundhog day i guess uh puxatani phil he he didn't see your shadow so uh it's gonna be a quick <laughs> winter <laughs> pennsylvania dutch people it's deutsch the dutch were in new york new amsterdam and it don't matter right <laughs> facts are just irrelevant anyway we started the show out john coltrane do an excerpt live november 28 1962 Autumn leaves, even though it's fucking winter, I thought autumn leaves might be appropriate. There's a great Absolutely. song that Tripod Jimmy. You know, you can't copyright a title, people. So, yeah, you might see the same title and it don't sound like that. It ain't karaoke night, okay. And then we had NVS after that with, with Sympathy. And because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got with me all the way from Richmond, California. Walter Campbell, welcome aboard, Walter. Well, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And big credit right away to uh, uh, Randolph Carter and Eugene for the connect. So, please bring your earliest musical recollection, Walter. So, my earliest musical recollection must be in the mid-80s. I must have been maybe around five or six. And um, uh, I used to spend some time in my grandparents' uh, uh, 
place in Brazil. My mom's originally from there, and you know we'd travel out there to visit them sometimes. And uh, so there was a show called Shoda Shusha. For anyone who's not familiar, Shusha, uh, that's X-U-X-A. She was a, uh, a Brazilian uh, entertainer, child show singer, um, just, you know, huge media star in Latin America. And I was absolutely captivated. And I recall watching her perform and sing. And, you know, it was this huge ensemble with kids singing, people in, you know, weird costumes. It almost seemed like a Jim Henson meets like Pee Wee's you know, playhouse, she would take off in a pink spaceship at the end of every episode. It was wild. And it, it certainly left an impression on me. Yeah, you know, written down a lot of Portuguese looks just like Spanish, but not the way they speak. And like, for example, I worked the Bajo Portuguese by show that X there. <laughs> right. Love that sound that the SH sounds you don't hear them in Spanish, you hear them all kinds in Portuguese. Okay, so the pad you grew up in, was there musical instruments, Walter? Yes, yeah, so my my dad had a, a grand piano, a Yamaha, I think it was the, the, the type, and he used to play uh, piano, you know, growing up, he played in jazz bands to get through, uh, you know, to pay for college and played at a very young age. He was playing when he was under 21 in bars with folks much young, older than him, but I was always a little intimidated by playing that instrument because, you know, it was the kind of thing, got to keep it in pristine, you know, condition and you know make sure to wash your grubby hands and stuff like that but eventually uh my folks got a casio yeah but even more heavy from guests i've had on the show was the ordeal of the piano lessons i think that was even more intense than the machine itself because the machine (laughs) is kind of it's kind of percussive in a way right you beat on it Definitely. I was absolutely captivated by that. You know, when you when you hear the actual like percussive elements of the of the piano, like of that, uh, just clearly hearing that. I think that as much as like, you know, the actual keys and sounds from the piano itself, or the, should I say the melodies from the piano itself. Right. Because you got a button for each note. But big difference. Actually, piano people is abbreviation it's forte piano because this means soft and loud because that's what you could do before that with the organ harpsichord it didn't matter how you touched it always the same sound all of a sudden now with this forte piano seven eight nine different touches and so you could get dynamics and so this is something johan sebastian bach never had he could get all them harmonies going but this rhythmic kind of and then in, in the especially the early day swing jazz Piano was always in the rhythm section with the guitar, the bass, drums. You know. uh, let me ask you this. School, were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? I was not. It was kind of a missed opportunity, but I will say this. We had a music class. Uh, I grew up at a Catholic school, and we did like some. We had some choir class, I think it was, if I remember, choir period. And that was the period where I discovered I had a decent voice because uh, we all were asked to try out, I think for some Christmas, you know, some solo during a Christmas production. And in that music class, you know, I did, I tried out for the the solo part. And then that was kind of like when people told me, Whoa, that, that sounded pretty good with my, you know, cherubic uh, uh, voice, angelic voice at the time before puberty. Um, and, uh, and there was yeah, no castrato in your future. Because <laughs> yeah, that's you could have kept it going there, Walter. You know, right, right. you know, the voice is a fucking instrument. I, I can't believe how I was talking with a friend last week, and 
Yeah, they, people treat it different. Yeah, it's hard to write for the No, think of it as an instrument, because I think it probably was the first human musical instrument. It was the voice. And then probably our feet beating on the ground was the second one, or hands beating our chest. Okay, let me ask you this. First record you bought with your own money, please. It was uh, Highway to Hell, ACDC. And first gig you saw, was it one of your pops? It was, no, so it was actually Weird Al Yankovic, uh, 1994. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's actually Yankovic, right? Because the oh, slab, they got a C with a little yeah. V over it. We don't have that, so we, unless the immigration guy puts C-H, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> so so where'd you see him? What, was it early days, like another one rides a bus? or? It, it was, so it was uh, uh, the Jurassic Park tour. Uh, it was October 22nd, 1994 at San Jose Civic Auditorium, I think. Yeah, because um, I remember hearing him on, Doc, do you know about Dr. Domeno? This guy had a radio show here in SoCal. Absolutely. It left a huge impression on KMET, me. KMET, right? Sunday nights. I, I ended up hearing it was like a double tape Dr. Demento album release. That's how I got introduced to Dr. Oh, Demento. And okay. it had Frank Zappa, like a lot of other. Yeah, but uh, he'd you know, be on every week, you know, and a lot of the songs he'd play every fucking week. So, they, you know, they're like joke songs going back to the 20s and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's where I heard Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, I know a little about Croatian Slav stuff because Pedro's got big community. That's why I know. I'm not Mr. Know-it-all, but just coincidence. Well, uh, so, now, not, I'm not talking about... Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to play this music you gave me. Jesus Camp.
he's so conceited Your prophecy's defeated Every date repeated Your failures are deep-seated I see someone praying I hear the words you're saying Damning their salvation Trace up your derangement Looks like your God's gone camping Yet constantly revamping The Jesus Christ free market Let's get this rupture started Some donate all their savings And the worldly belongings The rupture past them sadly Maybe they'll kill their families Bodies of children in hell Turn into little angels You and eugenic rhetoric Survival of the fetish The schemes they didn't happen That was just Jesus camping Straight from the mouth of madness
The summer after my junior year, I took the driver's ed course offered by the school. I was out on the road with the instructor, stopped at a light. He turned to me and asked, Do you think girls really like your hair like that? He asked with a tone that indicated a mixture of bafflement and disgust. I was far from the only one in school with long hair, but I was among the lead in length. I didn't look like everyone at my school, but I did blend in with my peers. As high school rolled along, I was in a succession of bands, culminating with my junior and senior years when I joined a band I had been going to see, and they were mostly five years older than me. I'd been growing my hair, and it was undeniably long. My parents weren't happy about this at first, but they came to accept it. When friends of theirs would say something to them about me, they'd say, well, he's in a band.
Oh, yeah, yeah, spring break. We, we haven't quite got to the all right, all you motherfuckers part. Let's get to the all right, all you motherfuckers. All right, by NVS. All right, all you NVS motherfuckers. All right, all you motherfuckers that fuck NVS. All right, all you motherfuckers that fuck NVS's mothers. It's time to turn around and bend over because NVS is fucking your mother by NVS. Your mother by NVS. Chico State. We're NVS.com. Through the quiz and crystal Down a shot and taking hits It's a natural assistance Never the fuck I'm here Over the walking closet I took my dress on my friend He never tell it was in town It's just a leper I can't do Nothing to let it approve Some of the touch leaves a fear For the hammer of the fear Graduated from Bellamin Creepy kitchen lesbians Now I'm here and she goes state Just a top of your great break When I mean to be a prick If I could only get a grab Tap my hand around your neck And squeeze the fence right out of you Now you're pregnant with my kid Just a wee hot little shit You never saw your bed with the same But it's tenderness that I used to the girls think. It's my fraternal instincts. What I wouldn't really need, uh, just a kick down on their knees, uh, then I'm drunk and naked, uh, to the complete wasted, uh, pretend to pay attention, uh, she's got to buy attention, uh, I throw the pill into the cup, it got a sense of silver arm, uh, it doesn't matter what I say, uh, the rhythm of a ready way, uh, it doesn't tally to my score, uh, be the person I want for, uh, and I'm nothing but a rapist, we have the other shake it up. I'll do what you were in school, and then I'll stick it in your stool. Never acknowledge you again, and run my game on someone new. Gonna rise above the rest, do it now with nothing less. When I do that, I don't want to, so I'm so fucking full of wasted. Gonna get up, gonna get up, gonna get inebriated. Gonna get up, gonna get up, gonna get inebriated. Gonna get up, gonna get up, gonna get inebriated. Gonna get up, gonna get up, gonna get inebriated. Gonna get up, gonna get up. Gonna get inebriated. Gonna get up, gonna get up. You're gonna get another chance at that. Gonna get inebriated. Gonna get inebriated. Right here at the Star Club. Gonna get inebriated. If you feel constipated, go get inebriated. The liquid shit right through you. The liquid shit right through you. Gonna get inebriated. Gonna get inebriated. You guys are inebriated. Gonna get inebriated. Gonna get inebriated. Give me a nice shot of something or other. And then take two more body shots and do it off my fucking mother. No, oh, I'm so wasted.
kidding, Mom, April Fools. April Fools, everybody, by NVS. Live from Pedro's show, that chunk of music started off with NVS doing Jesus Camping. Then we had brand new from Kevin Miller and Juca Pekka Kervenian. No. K-R-V-I-N-E-N. Kervenian, maybe. No, no disrespect, I'm just a fucking idiot, I'm sorry. Lemonheads, Evan Dando is back. He's living in Brazil right now. I think he married a lady from there. He's living in Sao Paulo. Fear of Living is the tune, and he's sounding really good. Oh, Evan, this time, you know, I've always been in his ring, in his corner in the ring. Wharton Tears, great cat. I had a, a studio in New York City called Fun City. I got to record with Bob Quine, one of the Voidoid guitar men. Uh, Bobby Dylan's song, uh, Vision Johanna. This is called Smokes. Collapsible Shoulder with Boy Shooting Gun, Chris Cochran, Prodigy his, uh, STRFKR, hmm, I wonder what that is if you put it in the vowels, Underwater slash In Air, yeah, but with two eyes, okay, and maybe it's supposed to be one I fucking misspelled it, Oop. still blowing clams, what, okay. He's in a band from uh, David Greenberger, Tyson Rogers. David Greenberger made a record called Autobiography. And I read one of the things. Not this one, though. Sandrider from uh, Jello's label. Aver Aviary. That's where you put birds, right? IMMR, one of the newer members of Bombas Prendon with a solo proj. Wouldn't it be nice to tune? No, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be nice? Maybe Sid Barrett. And finally, NVS Live. Spring break! Sounds kind of Florida, huh? But, uh, nope. This side of the country, people. Enlighten us, Walter. NVS. So, NVS. Uh, that came about... I should say I had one band before NVS. Um, I mentioned this because... No, no, no. You're right. Let's, let's, let's keep on the, on the timeline here. Like, not graduating high school... Or junior, uh, but but at, uh, you know when the day's over in the afternoon, the bedroom band, the garage band, basement band. Did you get into that shit? I did. So uh, a, a, a longtime friend of mine, I've known him since I was five. We went through K through eight school. Uh, Micah, Micah Turney. Um, uh, we started a band called Negative Star when we were fourteen years old, and he's he started playing drums maybe like a few months before that, maybe up to a year before that. Uh, I. You know, I still never really had any formal music training, but, you know, I just kind of relied on my natural uh, chops as a, as a singer. Um, eventually, we recruited uh, a guy named Dan. Uh, uh, we called him Sproat on uh, guitar. Uh, we had a keyboardist, um, and we had a bassist uh, uh, quite a bit older than us, so he was kind of like the senior member. Um, and, um, yeah, we... we <laughs> So we, we played a, a show. Our first show was a, a, a Battle of the Bands type of high school thing. Um, and um, the result of that was we got banned from playing any other future shows uh, associated with uh, that community center or, or likewise. So it, it, I guess we left an impression that we didn't. Well, we didn't, I was going to ask you, Walter, would you call it a success? I... It, it was a great, it was a success in the sense that it was, it was a great learning growth opportunity. Uh, I think I was the weakest link personally, and I'm not trying to be super self-deprecating, even though I am, 
I say that because I was still finding myself as a as a singer as well as a uh, lyricist. I was yeah, lifting let, heavily. Let me ask you about the material. Was it original, it, or were you guys copying it, songs? It was original. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think we played any covers. When okay. I let me uh, ask you this: Are these some mm -hmm. of the first songs you ever wrote? Yeah, so the ones with Negative Star and the first song I ever wrote, period, where I contributed music, because I was mainly a lyricist, you know, I was taking, like, my poetry and putting that into lyrics and, like, you know, writing to other people's music, and then eventually that became, you know, lyrics for, you know, the bands I was in, I was involved in. Um, but uh, 1313 was the name of a song that was the first one where I think I mostly wrote the music and the lyrics for that one for Negative Star. Um but with sympathy, uh, well, sorry, I don't want to jump too ahead. Of, no, I, I but what happened? What happened? The arc of Negative Star was it just that one gig? So we played. We we actually got taken under the wing of a guy named Brian Hera who went by Kelly Frost. He he eventually played in a band called Professional Murder Music, but at the time he was playing in a Bay Area band called Spit Kiss, and uh, that band kind of took us under his wing. Brian specifically, who was really great, and he got us some gigs at a couple uh, uh, this place in San Jose called the Cactus Club that's no longer there. And oh, I played there. A... I played there a few oh, times. Oh. Yeah, yeah, downtown. Yeah. Um, and and um, we eventually got a gig at a place. I think down the, the street was like a Twilight Zone or something. There was a few clubs on that street. It was like the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Blank Club was there for a long time. Maybe not specifically on that street, but, you know, San Jose Staple. Uh, the Caravan is one of my favorite places ever in San Jose. Actually, it's my favorite. Actually, there period. was a pad downtown. Now, down that street in the old part of town, there was a San Pedro Street. There was a place I remember playing with uh, Tom Herman from Perubu. Man, I used to play oh. San Jose a lot. That's so sad. There hasn't been a gig there for a long time. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it's quite as active, but it's picking up in ways too. There are some good new venues. And ah, stuff. good, a little, good, good. Um, but so what happened was uh, before this Edge gig. Uh, so you know, I, I went through a bit of a rough patch. I, I ended up getting sent away to kind of like residential treatment center type places out of state. Uh, you know, age fifth from fifteen to you know, pretty much my senior year of high school, that's when I started living in a group home locally again in the Bay Area and, you know, kind of splitting time between home and that that place. And um, so that dissolved the band. Uh, Negative Star ended up becoming a band called Sporklift uh, or members of that band. Uh, and they morphed into an experimental surf band called Monster Pete and the Chiefs. Uh, and uh, anyway, that, that all I had, you know, senior year of high school, uh, I ended up connecting with a guy named Trey, who, funny enough, I met him. Both Mike and I met him at the first uh, Negative Star gig, uh, that 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 ill-fated uh, <laughs> community event show. But sure. Trey and I ended up becoming really close. You know, we went to the same high school, uh, Lindbergh and San Jose, and um, he and I started NBS. Uh, and the aesthetic I, I recall very specifically that we wanted to go for was kind of simplistic music with kind of thought-provoking, you know, kind of complicated lyrics. Um, and it was very much, I, I, I have always been very, with my lyrics, very referential to other bands and artists. Um, I like to think that I'm in dialogue with other musicians who have inspired me. And part of the inspiration behind the name NBS was that it was kind of meant to, to uh, recognize the ways that, that bands and artists have inspired me and kind of and wanting to do the same thing and kind of 
pass the torch on to others. So kind of envious of others uh, in, a, in a positive way and wanting to You mean share you're them. talking about the word? I mean, you got letters here, but it's kind of, uh, yes, yeah, phonetically is like envy, E-N-V-Y. And it's and the name was meant to kind of play off bands like Ecstasy and In Excess because I've always had a really soft spot for pop music and so it was kind of yeah totally meant to kind of go off of that 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 type of spelling. Yeah, you um, take the K out of punk rock and you got pun rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, Walter? Tell me what what was the first NVS gig? So the first NVS gig, believe it or not, it might have been more ill-fated than the first Negative Star. Oh, was, no. <laughs> it was at another community uh, event thing, uh, Campbell Community Center, I think it was. Wow, were uh, you it, involved? It, it, <laughs> we tried. And it was, two, so 2000, it was 4-21-2000, it was Trey and I. Uh, we were having trouble with our drum machine because we didn't have a drummer and with gear in general, and Trey's always been the sound engineer, you know, he's been really good with that. Uh, I, that's never been really my, my super specialty, but we were having issues. I recall we, we, you know, we tried to get the band to help us get that gig. I think we asked them if, if they could help us out and they weren't really interested for whatever reason, I think. Um, but anyway, not to blame anyone else. We played for about five minutes. We had a 30 minute set designated and we, we about 25 minutes in, I think we started making sounds. You know, uh, Trey unplugged his guitar. At one point, I uttered, you know, during the performance, this is embarrassing. Um, you know, it was that type of show where it's like it was certainly a learning experience. It was a character-building show, as I think I've heard you describe before. A character, well, that's usually like you and the other band, and that's all that's there. That's why we call well, them character-builders. Right. But uh, the, the ones, the one, I think the word you're looking for, if you're looking at Watt slang, we would call the self-soil. <laughs> That's good. Like one time, first came up to sing one of his songs, and he couldn't remember the words, and he soiled himself pretty. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, it happens. Uh, yeah. Well, at least you broke the water, uh, and you must have went on because you made these recordings. Yes. So, uh, you know, NVS the early, early NVS recordings. Uh, so, two bands were kind of super inspirational for NVS when we started in 1999. That was Green Day and Ween. Um, and we did four track recordings that were very lo-fi, you know, kind of just guitar, drum machine, kind of more an experimental, like kind of take almost like Pure Guava, Ween style. That evolves, you know, that first NVS show, there was someone by the name of River uh, uh, who ended up becoming our guitarist. So we have this knack for like, you know, I'll play a show and then apparently someone will join the band later. But, you know, a mutual friend of Trey and mine, um, and uh, we added, you know, bass. Uh, eventually, Micah ended up joining NVS as our permanent drummer in 2007 after, you know, covering some shows for a while, which always felt like, you know, he was destined to be our drummer. Um, and, you know, over time, so songs like, uh, you know, With Sympathy was, uh, I would say it was the first song that I, I, I wrote pretty much 100% of the song. Trey wrote some of the music too, but mo more or less, you know, 100% of the music and lyrics was me. And it was a, it was very much a confidence building song where and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to select it and share it is because it kind of it indicated to me like I could do this you know I could be a legit songwriter I don't necessarily have to have you know a lot of formal training or you know whatnot I can still create music you know I I, I have something to offer in that regard yeah um, did you like was, make a demo for it or did you teach the guys. So the way that, uh, let's see, we, the way that I would, uh, so yeah, normally I would record 
or sorry, write lyrics to like other people's music. And I would ask them to like, give me a recording of, you know, a music idea that they might have. So River often, you know, the way he and I would write songs together, Spring Break was one, I think he wrote the majority of the music and what he would do was share, I think recordings of, of the music with me, as opposed to, you know, I never wrote lyrics in practice. I just, just never the way I was able to operate. I'd always have to write lyrics, um, you know, at home on man alone mode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you probably had a trove too. Did you have a little collection of stuff that you kept in reserve? Definitely. Yeah. I, had a t- I used to be a lot more prolific with my writing. Where Oops, I'm going to have to hold you up here because we ran out of time. We're at the end of the what first hour, February 2, 2024 edition. Watch for Pedro Show special guest, Walter Campbell. Hold tight for hour two. February 2, 2024, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. When I look at you on the train, I
same thing keeps happening Haven't you noticed The same thing keeps happening Haven't you noticed People make exaggerated claims People claim to know People claim to know what's happening Even while the same thing Keeps happening This was a bad idea Where am I going? Potential collaborations Fall by the wayside It's too much for me to Even decide what I'm wearing
traveling in some vehicle Sitting in some cafe A defector from the petty wars That shall shock love away Comfort and melancholy When there's no need to explain It's just as natural as the weather In this moody sky today In our possessive coupling So much could not be expressed So now I am returning to myself These things that you and I suppressed I see something of myself in everyone Just at this moment of the world The snow gathers like bolts of Waltzing on a ballroom In 
Stripped apart and well attentive The thoughts that never take advantage Of unwanted privilege Prosthetic teleprompters Guards as victims well accosted Morally caustic That's enough Too much We're all exhausted
show start off the second hour book on vhs in a state worse than death and we had ben salter out of tasmania with hyperlocalization from anchorage alaska muskeg mudsuck black ice blues from out here in the desert joshua tree Derek moneypenny fff2 i'm gonna do a Duet, improv, improvised duet with him tomorrow at the Torrance Library. Oh, uh, 100 Flowers, old time inspiration from us Minutemen. We used to do their act, 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 but we cut one out. Bunkers. John Taylor Jones was just telling me he's starting a project where he does electronics. Uh, Chip Kenman from Dills is doing it. He had me do a bass solo last week. Truly Christensen from the Divine Horseman with Hijira. Way all right. And then book on VHS with Influencer. As opposed to Gaslighter. We'll hear that later, people. Hippus to book on VHS, Walter, please. Absolutely. So uh, Book on VHS was a project that I started, uh, literally a bedroom project. So I uh, living in San Francisco at the time, and um, I wanted to do something where I can express my love for, you know, more kind of electronic, experimental-oriented music, which NVS, you know, that's never the direction we went with that. With that. Um, and so what I started doing, you know, I, I, you know, started using GarageBand, so it was literally a GarageBand, even though it was more of a bedroom band, because I was recording in my bedroom, but um, you know, I, when my, the aesthetic I wanted to go for, I was really inspired by bands like Nadja and Jezu. Um, and I wanted to intentionally take lo-fi recordings, uh, and, you know, I would use external mics. I would take acoustic instruments and I would distort them with effects and filters as opposed to using like, you know, like, like electronic guitar or an electronic, uh, uh, um, you know, other, other electronic, uh, instruments. And I really wanted to go for like a lo-fi aesthetic. So I was kind of purposely making the recording quality kind of shitty. Uh, to go with that 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 vibe, um, and and a state worse than death was me 
That song was very much different in terms of a vocal kind of approach. I think it was very inspired. I think it might have been inspired by a slint, like the type of stuff they did with that album Spiderland. You know, uh, uh, let me let me ask you this. There's no collab with this project. This is Man Alone? So it, it started as a Man Alone, and then eventually uh, my roommate and friend, uh, Carl Meishan, he's in a San Francisco band called The Greening. Yeah. Um, and he joined the projects. Uh, uh, so, it, for example, in A Stay Worse and Death, I recorded yeah. that one by myself at first. And then he joined and then he added some parts to that song. And eventually the songwriting ended up being more collaborative where, oh. you know, rather than me just recording stuff and sharing yeah. it with them, you know, we ended up doing more stuff kind of together. And, sit, and he lived literally like his bedroom was connected to my room. Because uh, mine wasn't really a proper bedroom, you know, San Francisco living, right? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So, so it's a little <laughs> bit, maybe a notch above Manhattan living, but not much. <laughs> but but, but it, it, are you it, talking it, about, like, by the time you get to Influencer, he's part of the thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So he was more of an active, you know, it wasn't just I had songs recorded, then here, can you add some parts? Right. But more, even, I mean, the album that Influencer is from, it was called uh, 2020 uh, Jazz Punk Greats. So kind of uh, an homage. Uh, to Robin Grissel. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great album. It really is. I mean, you're not going to find many jazz funk hits, but it's a really <laughs> good record. And it was really trippy, too, if you know the records they had before that. They're oh, the yeah. ones that prove to me more than anything that music is music and genre is bullshit. Absolutely. They were a huge influence for me in my 30s and, and you know, and just... I really want to, I mean, they, they absolutely embody so much the aesthetic. Them and bands like Negative Land, too, uh, are another one that just, like, the aesthetic of what they they, they do with their experimentation is I'm all about it. Well, um, the concept's but, really big with them. Conceptual, yeah. Yeah, so uh, what, now, is is book on VH, well, where'd you get the name? I'm curious. So, it, the, originally, I called the project Book on Tape, and I felt that was a little too generic like i feel like there are other <laughs> projects named book on tape yeah. we encountered it with nvs where we had even like apparently there was a bay area nvs before that and then we had a couple like nvs acronym bands reach out to us and give us shit that we were you know performing oh, under no. NVS. so I, I think i wanted something that wouldn't be confused with yes, someone else. Yes, uh, yes. and i like the idea of the mixed mediums too you know you've got books sure and no it's it, it juxtaposition right it's, it's always great for uh artistic expression i think because it adds nuance and layers you know and keeps things for like what you were saying too being too obvious and shit what about it was it just a recording project did you guys do gigs we have not played live you know maybe maybe down the road we might but it, so far it's only been a recording uh project. no no i got projects like that some things are like that that, that i'm just curious yeah. i'm just here i want to play gaslighter it, to me, it's a good... I should have put it with Influencer, because to me, they kind of go together. Why do we always want to see you fail? Why do we always doubt your every word? Yeah.
minutes, 46 seconds. Eight 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 minutes, 8 minutes 46 seconds 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 Eight minutes forty six seconds. Let us 
Eight minutes forty six seconds. Eight minutes forty six seconds. Let us praise the Master. Eight minutes forty-six seconds. Slow down. Eight minutes forty-six seconds. Eight minutes forty-six seconds. Eight minutes forty-six seconds. Eight minutes forty-six seconds. Let us praise the master. Slow. Slow. Death. 
let us pray the master Watch for Pedro show. Start that chunk of music off. Book on VHS with Gaslighter. Then we had Barry Stock with New Wave Disco Ambulance Driver. Clear Spots with Oddly Freed. Helco Self Pity Party. FOD Welcome to Camden. And finally, here's the other project. I I wanted to keep them together, but I had to like s- s- split them apart here. But Dicky Snake Dick. With 8 minute 46 seconds. Which, you know, I think you pursuing the experiment thing even further, right? No, I shouldn't try to guess. You just tell me, Walter. Sure. Um, so, Dicky Snake Dick, there's a little bit of a backstory just to, for context. Dick, so, back in the day, Jamie Stewart of the band Shushu, he played in a Bay Area cover band called Richard Snake Dick and the Snake Dicks. Um, and I, I forget some of the details around that, but Dickie Snake Dick is, def, is, a, is a straight take from that. And the reason why I chose that name was I took an experimental music class in 2021 online with Jamie Stewart because he was teaching one through some, I, I forget it, but like, you know, was talking about experimental, experimental music. Like you, you got a, a good thing out of this uh, course. Absolutely. I, so eight minutes. Any a way a musician can be a bitchin' to another musician to inspire them. There's no greater gift. I just love that. Yeah, I and I have to thank Jamie because taking yeah. that course, uh, I, and I want to make clear, you know, I don't know him personally or anything, but or, or really well or anything, but he inspired me with that course and really instilled uh, confidence. Uh, eight minutes, 46 seconds was actually an assignment for that class. Whoa! And, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was actually the first assignment I, I turned in, and I don't remember the context of the actual assignment, but and it's been you know it's been improved since then. So I've had uh, since remixed it and it's been mastered you know more professionally. And which one uh, we got but, here? Do we have the original one here? No. So I admittedly I, I ended up I ended up taking the the better quality one because I wanted the best quality. Uh, okay. It was mastered by Grant Richardson. Uh, uh, he does a lot of noise experimental mastering for bands, and I th- he performs in a band too. I forget the name. Okay. Okay. Um, but now, now, now not, is Dicky Snake Dick just a recording concern, or do you do gigs? So far, just a recording. I did uh, as Dicky Snake Dick. I did a, a set, which was kind of more of a karaoke set. Like I'm playing the, the <laughs> instrumental versions of my music, and it was on a, a Echoplex Media. They had a show called Local Love. They're a San Jose, California-based. Uh, you know, like. They, they have like a Twitch channel and do, do uh, like, you know, media, me, they do media. <laughs> um, but I did a, I did a set in an interview with them about a year ago. Okay. Uh, that's the only live I've done. I, I, I would like to, I would like to collaborate with folks. Uh, come come on. So I think Steely Dan did like 20 years of no touring, right? They sold plenty of records. <laughs> <laughs> they got back into doing gigs though later. Walter's no, not you, but Walter Becker, he's no longer with us, but. You know, I, I don't think everything has to play live and not everything live has to be on records. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of two different experiences. It's it's true. And, and I have to say, I've always been more of a record guy. Like my friends, they would go more to live shows. And my way of, of supporting artists and, you know, music community, it's always been more about buying people's albums. Like yeah. I've, I've always been more of a music listener, like album listener than than a live uh, show attendee. Well, um, some, maybe something like War. You want to see the show more than oh hear goodness. the record. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 
maybe not though. I don't know. I remember. I, I, I remember I, their. I, uh, I remember when the bass player left, and I asked one of those guys. They're Richmond, Virginia men, and I said, "What happened to Balzac?" And he said, "Balzac had a small sack." <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the second hour, February 2, 2024. Special guest, Walter Campbell. Hold tight for our three. February 2nd, 2024. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
a full-grown adult male Yeah, I'm consenting every day You're a tall, cool drink of a woman <laughs> Baby, one of us is insane
Lot for Pedro Show start off the third hour with Dickie Snake Dick doing It Follows You, followed by the moments before it catches you. That's a narrative. Uh, Crane with Keep the Fire Burning, Disconsolate. This is Dan Fox. He was on a couple episodes ago. The the Florida Dan Fox. Creeping Fall Part 2 of 2 when he was on me at Part 1. Ventriloquism from Brother Bruno, Rotterdam. Z-T-E-Q-U-E. Whoa. Challenging for what? John Shirley with Loving Me is a Perversion. That high mid on his tune there. <laughs> that's, that's pretty uh, challenging. And then finally, Dickie Snake Dick with Shut Up and Don't Play Your Guitar, which I think maybe uh, Frank Zappa or something. Little Frank Zappa reference. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, so uh, off-air people, we, I, I was um, asking about uh, Jamie's assignment, you know, Brought forth the eight minute forty six second piece. Yeah, so um, it was that was my attempt to be in conversation with uh, Diamanda Galas. Uh, she had an album, Plague Mass, where ah, she, who, where she, she used her voice. What's that? Her voice. You're back oh, to yeah, the voice. I'm, I'm yeah, very inspired by her her vocal style. The the voice was also meant to uh, because the song is 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 definitely referring to the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. Um, the my voice was meant to reflect uh, the brutality of the violence. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I turn in this, this assignment and um, yeah, it just instilled so much confidence in, in my ability to be able to do this. And um, I will say too, it's a response to the response of uh, George George Floyd's murder where the many voices, you know, they become fewer and fewer until there's silence. Yeah. And that I was kind of meant to, you know, refer to like, you know, there is ultimately this this inaction after people get really into supporting, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and, and whatnot. And and then they, it just drops off. And like it's about not letting that drop off. And like, you know, it's it's a lot of my songs are about accountability to myself and recognizing ways that I could be better. And so it's kind of a call out to myself, too. It's like. If I call myself an ally, I need to act like one. And that means not just being passionate about something and posting on social media at, you know, a given time. It, it's sustained, uh, 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 you know, it's it's sustained effort. Um, yeah, it's some integrity. It's not just like a bumper sticker that you're trying to show right. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I can totally get into that. So in a way, even though it's the funny name, it's kind of a, you know, a reference to Jamie, but some serious stuff. Absolutely. But you uh, know what? The movement was always about that. Punk rockers, very funny, funny names, funny clothes, but then very intense subjects. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a trippy kind of thing. But I think it's part of the whole, right, vocabulary and thing. So what about the shut up? Were you really thinking of Frank Zappa? No. So shut up and don't play your guitar. Um it's about toxic masculinity. It's about, it's specifically about, and I don't know how much, you know, well, I'll, I'll just go there. It's an anti-Marilyn Manson song. Um, and uh, I used to be a huge Marilyn Manson fan. And, you know, in light of a lot of the allegations uh, that have come out about him, which I refer to in the lyrics, I have felt, as a fan, I felt betrayed because I feel like he has just been a charlatan. Uh, he is, you know, someone that has preyed upon vulnerable people and exploited them and also try to make himself this image that, you know, all these people are hypocrites when he's the ultimate hypocrite. Well, um, there's so, another clown using that same strategy. Yeah, that they're the victim. You know, you yeah. know, uh, I think his guitar man is playing with Molly Crew now. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, what's yeah. his name? He's got a number, right? John Five. Yeah, yeah. that's it. 
That's it. He, Mick Mars has got something where all his bones are connected. And so, and also, I don't think they're on good terms. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, whatever drama stuff. Look, the last music you gave me here, it's under your own name. Yes, and I will I will say this, um, and I probably should have said this earlier, I apologize. All of the material that I released as Dickie Snake Dick, I have re-released as Walter Campbell. Because oh, wow. Dickie Snake Dick was active from 2021 to 22. Yeah. And um, Arvo Zylo, who runs no part of it, uh, I connected with him at one point, And after, you know, talking to him, I was actually inspired to just use my, my real name, my, my, my proper name for releases. So... Uh, I just wanted to add that it follows you. That that one song you played earlier, yeah. uh, Arv ended up releasing that on his label under a CD called Walter Ego, um, and um, so a lot of these songs have been re-released as Walter Campbell. I just wanted to, to add that really quickly. Um, but with Walter Campbell as now the you know the project I'm going by my name, I have I really want to approach two different sort of lines of music, and it taps into my love for both experimental and pop music. Um, so one, uh, and I, and I very much, I like the idea of telling a story without telling, you know, without having lyrics, uh, where, you know, the, the, the music itself, and I think it follows does this where the title of the song sets the sort of the context. Um, and it tells a story without lyrics. It just, it tells a story just through the mood and through, you know, kind of the, the, clim the climactic end, and it's, it's certainly a, a little cheeky, but also a little creepy, and my aesthetic is very cheeky-creepy or creepy-cheeky, where I like to, you know, be tongue-in-cheek, but I also like to do stuff that's a little unsettling, a little horror, you know, inspired by John Carpenter. And, oh, yeah. You know, the, the creepy crawler. Oh, well, this tune is a corporal crawler. Let's listen.
of straw, stone, and glass. The wind blows through every so often, but that too shall pass.
from Pedro Show Last Music for this edition. Started to chunk off with Walter Campbell under his own name now, people. You know who to blame. That's when <laughs> when you see Watt and I use my own name. That means, like, I wrote all this stuff, so you blame me. Don't blame the guys I'm playing with. <laughs> Corporal, Ca- uh, Corporal Crawler. And then the retail simps out of Quebec with Dozen of Dime. Cheer Accident from Chicago. Good afternoon. Bombus Brendan, D.C. area. I think they went to VCU. Life is Mono. Sog. This is me collaborating with a guy from uh, Steve in uh, Montreal. The Island is the project name. And finally, Walter Campbell with theme from the dawn of the plastic wrap department store mannequins. Righteous title. Yeah. Titles can win. At the beginning, in the middle, when you finish writing the tune, where do they come? So it's funny. Back... Back in the day with NVS, they would always come after uh, the lyrics and everything. Um, but now with under the stuff I'm doing under Walter Campbell and, you know, also the stuff I did uh, as Dickie Snake Dick, a lot of times the title comes first and it frames the, the, the tone or sort of the approach. No, I know. They, that's what Wise always had to do because they'd have no focus. I always had to have a title. For, <laughs> but I always ask that question. Well, not always, but a lot because I'm curious and hardly anybody does that. It's always at the end like you used to do it. What's next for you? I, obviously, it's going to be a Walter Campbell thing, right? Yeah, I, so Carl and I have been talking. Uh, I want to do a Walter Campbell release, uh, and that one's going to be very much more like theme from the dawn of the plastic wraps uh, department store mannequins where it's more field recording based. Uh, I really want to do more kind of noisy stuff uh, and tap into that. But uh, Carl and I also want to do another book on VHS record, which will start recording. This, oh, okay. Uh, that's still going. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Book on VHS. And I should say NVS is still going. We just don't play live very much. We play like one or two live shows a year at most. We played the Art Boutique uh, October of last year, which I actually thought was one of our, at least, you know, one of my better performances. Um, so, yeah. We're I mean, that band's here. like 25 years old now, right? Yeah, no, it's it's true. We're celebrating our twenty fifth. A little bit of time, year. just a little bit. So, so what about this Walter Campbell? Th- do you have the like where are you recording it? Is it, is it in your uh, pad there in Richmond with the Garage Band and stuff? It is. It's uh, so I have gotten Logic. Uh, oh, Logic, yeah, yeah. I just haven't upgraded yet. To I, I keep using Garage Band. Kind of look, man. Upper- me and Petra did that whole Planet Chernobyl. Opera. She used only GarageBand. You can. Huh. I had a cat named Barry from Tel Aviv. This guy made a whole album using their virtual instruments. The guy didn't even put another. You can do a lot of shit with that stuff. That's cool. I love it. Yeah, it's just it's so and it's free, it's right? Good. It comes with the pewter. Comes with the leash. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So okay, and uh, it's going to be uh, uh, what's the label again? I'm sorry. Oh, so uh, so. Uh, I, I think this next stuff I release probably won't be, it'll probably be self-released. Oh, because um, I thought it was this guy you were talking to who talked you into using your own name. Oh, no, sorry. So I have a release uh, with uh, Arvo. on Arvo, part of that's it. his name. Yeah, okay. It, yeah, it was it was a release that came out in, I think it was 2022. Um, and it was all snake dick material that was re-released as Walter Campbell. Okay, um, okay. So, but that's old stuff that got re, uh, renamed, repurposed. So, this stuff yeah. is brand new for the moment and it's going to be your, your, your own release. You know, you recording yourself. I, I love this, this idea of musicians doing everything themselves. I mean, why not? You know, I, in the old I, days, you would have to tell somebody who knew how to write, right? Who they could write down your story. No, why don't you learn how to write and you write your own? St- you know, it makes a lot of sense to me. It's very empowering. It's, yeah. it's cool. What you, well, look, you know. can I put the invite out? When you get this album done, can you come back on the show? We can play it and talk about it. 
It would be my pleasure and privilege. Oh, man. I can't wait. I am very uh, hankering to hear it. <laughs> so just let me know, okay? And it's been righteous Absolutely. having you aboard, really. And uh, and Thank also you. with the ongoing concerns. 25 years is nothing to laugh at. To keep guys together, creating. That's beautiful, Walter. Truly. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. People, February 2, 2024, Dishawak Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.